It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and... Well, I'm excited, as always, to spend an hour with you on Sunday mornings just talking about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church. That's what we do here on the show. And uh, we've been doing this now for 1,013 shows today. If you've never joined me before, basically, we interview people from all different perspectives of Christian ministry. And uh, that reminds me to tell you that if you are involved in ministry in some capacity, you need to call me. Let me get you on the show. We'll talk about your passion. That's what we do. People ask me all the time. They say, well, Pastor King, what are we going to talk about for an hour? And I tell them, we're going to talk about your passion. Whatever it is that you are excited about in your service to the kingdom, that's our topic. And uh, that has worked extremely well. Over all these years, everybody seems to have a good time, and people get excited when they begin to talk about what God has called them to do. <laughs> and uh, I just enjoy it. I enjoy listening to the interviews and to the testimonies. And, uh, well, I know that you do, too, because you tell me so. People tell me all the time, Pastor King, we enjoy the show. And that just makes me very, very happy. <laughs> Let me remind you that I'm also a pastor. And uh, I pastor Freedom Road Christian Ministry, and we're a church here in the Tallahassee area, and we love visitors. I'd love to see you this morning. Why don't you come out and bring the family and join us at Freedom Road. We're at 720 Capital Circle Northeast at the Crescent Park Plaza. So what you need to do, if you're on Capital Circle, let's say heading toward Park Avenue, and you cross over or by Easterwood Drive, where you turn into Tom Brown Park there. Uh, the National Guard Armory is on that corner, too. Just keep on going and look for our sign on the right-hand side of the road, Freedom Road Christian Ministry, a church that loves people. You'll see that the big heart there on the sign. 1105 is when we start. Bring the family, Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720, Capital Circle Northeast, frcm.us. That's the website. Go there and check us out. Also, to let you know that this show will be on the podcast, it's show number 1013. We do have a few rules on the show. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. And those rules have served me very, very well over all these years. Now, but I don't have a guest in the studio. That gives me an opportunity to kind of catch up on some things. And uh, first of all, I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we've had a, a run of interviews here lately. I think four or five in a row. Different people from different perspectives of Christian ministry. It's been a lot of fun to get to know them and talk to them and, and share their ministries and testimonies with you here on the show. And uh, I just appreciate everybody who comes and spends uh, time with me. I know it's an investment. And we do this uh 
in the evenings, and not everybody is a night owl like I am. <laughs> so I keep them, I keep them up late. But uh, I do appreciate all those who have come and, and have been on the show with me and shared their passion for the things of God. And uh, I just uh, want to just give God all the glory and all the praise for all of he does. But one of the things that, that I do, I keep an eye on what's going on around us, keeping in mind that our, our, our focus here on this show is always the church. And when I say the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. Those who believe that there is a God, that he established his church, and we're a part of it. And uh, that's vast and broad, and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is all over the world. And, of course, the church is made up of people. And so I have a heart for people. And uh, a lot of times, as you view the news of the day, you see where people are struggling and people are suffering, and it always tugs at my heart, especially when you you hear about something where people have lost their lives and uh, because of something that's happened, and you just want to just feel like if you could just turn the the time back just a little bit. And it just erased that which happened that took the lives of those people. And uh, I think that as we think about the news now, the thing that seems to uh, be catching a lot of attention is what's happening on our southern border here in the United States. Not too long, uh, in one of our shows when there was not a guest in the studio and we were just talking I spent some time just talking about this uh, this wall that they're uh, they've been building across the southern border, and I just find that to be fascinating myself. And uh, keeping in mind, we don't get into politics here. This is not our focus, not what we do, but we're just interested in things. Now, I have been uh, in Tijuana. That's the only part of Mexico I've been in. That's just right across the border from San Diego. But uh, I remember going to a uh, taco place there in Tijuana, uh, and uh, there was a, uh, a chain link fence back behind the taco place, and that's that was the wall. That was the wall that separated America and Mexico, just a high chain link fence. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, and – if, if you didn't have people watching uh, just just at that moment of time, I don't think it'd be that difficult to get over that fence. Now, it was one of those that has the barbed wire at the top. And I understand that could, could create some difficulty, but I'm talking about uh, if I wanted to cross over from one country to the other and I was determined, I think I could have figured a way around that fence. Uh, the fence, that I've seen pictures of it, that the government has been building is uh, quite an extensive thing. And I, I saw, because I, I did a little uh, research before I came to the show tonight, uh, which I'm, I'm doing it in the evening because it'll air in the morning. Um, I, I saw a contrast. It was a picture of the wall such as it's been. 
Now, that wall probably about 10 feet tall made out of wood. And uh, you wouldn't have trouble at all getting across over that wall. Now, 10 foot, that, that's nothing. I mean, people who are determined. But they showed the contrast between that wall and the new wall. And uh, you're not going to scale that wall. I'm just telling you, it's tall. I'm, I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to fabricate here, but it seems to me like it's at least 20 feet tall, maybe even taller. And so let's say somebody were able to climb it on one side. And maybe you get a ladder, you had to take a big ladder, but take a ladder and put it across it. But when you get to the top, what are you going to do on the other side? Because that's a drop. And if you drop 20 feet, you're going to be in trouble. And, uh, and like I say, it, it could be even taller than 20 feet. I mean, it's very, very tall, especially in contrast to the wall that was currently there. So it's making it difficult for people to cross where that wall is. But right now, from what I'm hearing and what I, what I saw as I did my research here, there's a, a, just kind of a run on the border, which causes a lot of confusion and stressing the system as such see my uh, view and perspective of this as a minister of the gospel and a part of the body of Christ I see a flood of humanity and people being used abused hurt injured and death as a result of this uh, flood of uh, people who are coming across these borders and that concerns me now, one of the things that I saw in my research is there are Christian groups who were down there on the border, and they're there to uh, render aid. And, and I'm, I'm always mindful of those things when I read those things, because if that's the body of Christ, and that's a church at work, and I applaud them, regardless of what your political views may be. As a the body of Christ, we are concerned about the human condition, and we're concerned that people are are being taken care of, and that people are not being harmed. And uh, so, whenever you see harm, you want to say, "What well, what can we do to help?" And I would simply say this: that if you uh, know of a group. That has gone down there because some of them are going down there and they're, they're setting up, uh, tents and things and they're just meeting the needs of the people. They're giving them water. They're giving them food. They're, they're helping the people. And, uh, I just think that's a remarkable thing. Whatever the, the, the church, the church steps up and, and ministers. So what I'm saying is that if you know of somebody who's involved in that or a group and you know they're legit because we don't want, want anybody to be taken advantage of then I think it would be good to support them because these finances for this food and stuff that people are giving out, the money comes from somewhere. And so I would say, uh, do your due diligence to find out who these groups are, make sure they're legit, and help them because that's what we do as a part of the body of Christ and the family of God because we're concerned and we have compassion for people. So I'm going to get into some of the nuts and bolts of some of these things, just give you information. That's what I do. I'm just here to keep you informed and also to help us to be able to focus our, our prayers 
and our concerns to where we can be beneficial, so we can help, so we can be those who are on the forefront of ministering to the needs of humanity. But as we do here on the gospel, on the radio talk show, we play a little gospel music from time to time. This is a group called Greater Vision. This world cannot accuse me of sin. It's paid in full through Jesus. Amen. Made possible for the born again. And it's paid in full through Jesus. Amen. Paid in full through Jesus. Amen. I thought that would be a, a thought-provoking song as we're talking about this crisis our situation. Let's just call it a situation on our southern border. And uh, if you just joined me, I'm not taking political stands here because that's not what I do. I appraise situations, look them over, and say, how can we as a church approach these things? And uh, it would be a wonderful thing if whenever there's a uh, problem that would arise in our country, that instead of uh, taking it from the political view and dealing with it from the realm of politics, if we could just say, how can we cure the situation? <laughs> how can we cause this thing to not happen in such a way where people are being harmed? And that's the thing that, that speaks to my heart is that there are people involved in this who are being harmed. Harmed, and there's a lot of things that's going on. And I'm see, I'm getting all this as I've, I've looked on the internet, I listen to the, the news broadcast, and I'm just hearing because I'm not there, I haven't been down there, I can't give you a, a, a first hand report of what's happening. I'm just talking about what I've heard and what I've seen. Now, this is what I've learned here that what they're re, well, what's happening is called Title 42. And according to this, it's something that was invoked during the uh, Trump administration having to do with the pandemic, which is a very serious problem. And uh, basically, the border is closed. It's closed because of the pandemic. But instead of it being uh, secured, you have this flood of people who are coming across the border now, from what I'm reading here, they're saying that many of the people, that when they're apprehended, that they're taken back to Mexico. But uh, uh, what's happening is that they're allowing the children to continue to come on into the country. And uh, from what I'm reading here, it says that uh, that there, the, in the month of February, 9,500 children that they were able to count were turned loose uh, into the country. Now, supposedly they were to go live with relatives or things of that nature, but that's kind of vague because a lot of times people who say that their relatives are not, and we know that there are people who are uh, making money off the backs of these people because many of them are paying people to uh, guide them and try to get them there, get them across the border and all this sort of thing. And, and you, you're talking about people who are coming out of poverty and they're having to, to raise this money either 
before they leave or based upon wages that they'll earn once they get to America. And it's a, it's just a terrible, terrible practice. But this is what happens when uh, humans take advantage of the other humans. That's our concern here on the show to, to this morning. Uh, as a part of the body of Christ and a part of the church, I'm concerned about people. And I'm concerned about people who are uh, dying in the desert and uh, making this journey from Guatemala or uh, El Salvador through Mexico. It's a very treacherous uh, uh, thing. And uh, as I say, there's loss of lives. And then in some of these caravans, there are things happening there from what's being reported to where, where women are being raped. There, there have been murders. And then you have the issue of the pandemic, this virus that's out there. And uh, uh, as people are coming across the border, here we are trying our best to be able to uh, contain this thing in America because we've been gripped with this thing for over a year now. And uh, a lot of people have been out of work. And uh, we got all these uh, the sporting events that are taking place without people in the stands. And these are all the things that are happening here in America to try to deal with this virus. And then now we had the vaccine. We're hoping and praying that the vaccine is effective because a lot of people are concerned about the, the vaccine because they say, well, what kind of effect is it going to have on my body five years down the road? All those things we don't really know because it hasn't been uh, fully tested. Now, uh, just in all uh, honesty, I have taken the, the, the shots. I've taken both of the shots now. And uh, according to what the, the paperwork they gave me, I'm, I'm supposedly totally immune now. And, uh, and my wife, she asked me, she says, are you going to take it? Because she, in the beginning, she wasn't going to do it. And uh, she said she, she wished that I wouldn't do it. And I said, honey, I'm going to do it because I want to put this thing behind me. And so eventually, uh, because of where she works, she decided to go ahead and, and do it. And because she's a healthcare worker, she was able to go ahead and get the shot because she's younger than I am. But I was of the age to where I was eligible for it, and so I went ahead and got it done. And, uh, and I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just telling you to make up your own mind. But what I'm saying is that here in America, we're doing our best to try to contain this thing, to get a, a handle on it so we can go back to normal life. And now here we have this um, flood of people coming across the border. Now, in all fairness, from what I understand, they're, they're trying to test them, but they're not catching everybody. And so you have people who are coming into the country now carrying the virus, and it's going to uh, hinder what we've been trying to accomplish here to be able to eradicate that virus or this thing from out of our country. And so it just complicates things. And so you say, well, what do we do? Well, now, Again, I'm, I'm drawing from what I what I hear that the previous administration had set up uh, uh, facilities on the Mexican border, and uh, so whenever somebody would come to, for a, to seek asylum in the United States, they weren't allowed to come on across the border. They were stopped there in Mexico, and then they would begin to process 
the 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 claim for asylum, and of course, if it if it turned out it was legit or whatever, then the process of letting them come on across was done. But now they're allowing them to come on over into the border, come on over into uh, to America, cross over the border, and then they're trying to deal with it then, and then send them back. And uh, it just seems like it's more cumbersome that way. But then this is a, a break from f- this administration compared to the last administration. They're allowing these children to go on into the country. And then uh, the the thought is, is that then they'll be able to uh, settle in someplace. And because uh, they're, they're still undocumented as far as they're, they're not citizens, they're not legally here. And then all that will have to be dealt with as time goes by. And uh, but then it's to say, well, if, if they're here, then their parents can come to join them, and that's the whole uh, reason why we have this flood of children coming across the border. Now, Congress could change this because right now that's that's the law. They're saying, well, if the, if the children come on across, they can they can come on in, and uh, for some reason or another. Congress doesn't want to change this because they have the power and authority to do so, but they, they just don't want to do it. And you can answer the, re- the reason why that is. I don't know. All I know is it's causing confusion and putting people in harm's, in harm's way and the potential for death and people being injured is very, very great. And as a Minister of the gospel, a man with compassion. This concerns me greatly. And I just feel like that there could be a better way to do it and to handle it to where we don't have the loss of life and the confusion. <laughs> I'm just, uh, the scripture says that God is not the author of confusion. And if there's confusion going on, then there's another force at work. And, uh, I'll let you take it from there, and I'll play a little gospel music while you're thinking about that. This is the Booth Brother. Now think about this now. you got to get a little dirt on your hands. Well, I certainly understand the concept, <laughs> even if I have to get a little dirt on my hands. Uh, it's interesting to me when we see something like we're seeing, we're talking about this uh, situation going on in our southern border, that people just, they just take their, their sides and they say, well, I, I'm this party and I'm of this party and so this is what I think. And don't really view it the situations. Look, hey, this is a situation where people are involved and people are being hurt and there's harm here. And maybe I need to, Pray about this thing, or maybe there's something I can do to help contribute to people who are going down there to render aid, or perhaps maybe uh, there are other things that I could possibly do, and it may require me to get a little dirt on my hands. What the Booth brothers were singing about there, and that's my uh, approach as I'm coming to you today, uh, talking about these things because we're the church. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're not here to play politics. We're here to be a blessing to people and to minister to the needs of people. 
And as I as I think about this, I think, uh, why are all of these people doing such a risky thing that they're doing? I mean, they're cross. I mean, some of them are, are riding in these buses that are rickety and, and uh, hot, and uh, some people are walking. And there's so many uh perils along the way where people could be hurt or injured. So I'm asking myself, I said, why? Well, I know that the the common refrain would be, well, they're, they're looking for hope. But unfortunately, sometimes it's false hope. And as a result of this, the, the human trafficking that's happening here, we had uh, uh, Wendy Strickland on the show here just a few weeks ago. She has a ministry called Angel Wings. And boy, she's been on the show two or three times with me now. And every time she comes, oh my goodness, she just breaks my heart because she brings all this information about what's going on with the human trafficking. I mean, we're talking about suffering and people enslaving other people. And it's just an awful thing. And from what Wendy says, it's happening right in front of your eyes and you don't even know it most of the time. And as you think about it, your mind probably goes back to a time when you saw something that made you a little suspicious. And here on I-10, where we are, I mean, I-10 has a direct link. Texas says, just keep on going. And this stuff is passing right through the capital city of Florida. And remember when the Pam Bondi was the Secretary of State, she, she enlightened us about this thing. She took this thing on and, and tried her best to be able to, to get legislation passed to be able to deal with this thing. She, she enlightened us here in the state of Florida about what's going on. And so this is all a part of what's happening here. And people are coming across that border and they have uh, uh, young people who are being abused and assaulted and, and all this stuff is happening all around us. And well, we cannot just stick our head in the sand and just pretend like it isn't happening. I mean, people get up and say, well, people get upset and they say, all these people are, are coming into America. And yeah, they are. But there's more to it than that. People are suffering. So back to the question. Why are they coming? Why are they coming here? And what's going on in the, in the countries in which they live is causing these people to want to flee. One of the things that, that I read about was the recent hurricanes down there in Central America that took a dire situation and made it worse. People have lost their homes and uh, whatever shelter that they had. And, and, and uh, of course, when you get the hurricanes come, it affects the, the water supply and, and all of these things. And so the hope, of, well, let's go to America because, I mean, we have such a wonderful reputation in, uh, in these other lands. And I know this because I remember when I was in Jamaica, and I've been there several times. And I've had people just walk up to me and say, would you sponsor me? Would you sponsor me? Meaning, would I be a sponsor for them to be able to come to America? 
because we're the land of hope, and that's what they see that. But many times, they're paying a terrible price for this hope. And uh, the truth of the matter is, when you have this many people who are flooding across these borders, the numbers become staggering. Listen to this. This is, again, what I read. 3,700 unoccupied migrant children in customs and border control as we speak. 3,700. That's a lot of children. And I saw a picture on the, on the Internet of some of the places where they're being uh, uh, housed. And basically, it, it looked like a, a, a large tent but not just your average ordinary tent, not like an army tent. It looked a little bit more fancy than that. But nevertheless, it was a tent. And then I've also heard that uh, in some places that they've taken these uh, cargo containers and they put bars on the windows and, and, and they're keeping some of the children there. And they're only supposed to keep them for a certain number of days, but, but because of the, the inability to be able to process these people so this fast, they're staying in these conditions even longer. But yet, they're still coming. They're still coming. <laughs> and uh, listen to this. This is a story that, that I read about on the internet. It says, 13 people died in a car crash because 25 people packed in a Ford Escala, uh, uh, expedition, a Ford expedition, trying to go through a hole in the wall. And basically, this uh, vehicle was just traveling at a fast, as fast as they could over the, the terrain. And people were literally running and jumping on the vehicle so they could be on it as it cleared the border wall and, uh, and the place they were going through. And the thing ended up crashing and 13 people died. As a result of well, that breaks my heart because these are human souls, and as a, a, a part of the body of Christ, we should be concerned about this. We should be compassionate about this because what's happening is that people are being told things that are not true, and and uh, rules have been changed that's causing people to. Realize, well, that I could do something now that I couldn't do just a few months ago. So, these are all the part of things that's happening uh, as we go along. Uh, I'm talking about the, the fence or the wall, and uh, according to what I read, 453 miles of wall has been built. Now, we're talking about from the Pacific coast all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, if you've ever driven uh, that distance, I've, I've driven from Tallahassee all the way across the country to California and then up the California coast. And uh, I'm telling you, that's a long trick. But as for where the, uh, the wall runs, some of it is desert. Some of it goes through cities. And, uh, uh, and it's, it's still a challenge. So there's 453 miles built. 
And now there's a, for what they're saying, there's another 516 miles to go to make the border completely secure. And like you say, when that fence, the picture that I've seen of that fence, it would cause somebody to think twice about trying to get over because it's just so tall. And, uh, and they said that they, when they, when they first began to build it, they didn't realize the need to be able to see through it. And of course, the, the, it's got these uh, slats in it, and they're angled to where you can see through it so the, the authorities can see who's on the other side and can see if they're trying to penetrate that wall some way or another. And, uh, and of course, they're using a lot of surveillance and uh, drones and things of this nature. But see, to me, whenever there's chaos, then there's the potential that somebody is going to uh, be hurt. And that concerns me. As just a, a fellow citizen of life. Whenever people are being harmed, and they're being harmed because people are, are doing political things rather than what's really the best thing we can do here. And, uh, and as a result, people suffer. And there's loss of life. And I, I have another song I want to play, but I want to tell you this before I get there. What I'm thinking is that, okay, if the situations are so dire in some of these nations, what can we do there? In other words, so where people don't want to have to come to America. They can have a better life where they are. And I know, and I hear the, the, the political, uh, political cry, <laughs> the hue and cry, we're spending all this money, sending it overseas. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of money that's being wasted along that line. But I remember during the uh, AIDS crisis in Africa, you remember this, that uh, a lot of people died. And the press did not pick this up, but the George W. Bush administration became very heavily involved in that. As a matter of fact, when uh, President Bush went to Africa, the crowds were just multitudes of people came out to see and greet the president because of what he had done to try to help the AIDS crisis in Africa. It, it was it was terrible. Um, children were losing their parents as a result of it. And I remember in 1993, I went to Africa, I went to Ghana, and I went there on a, on a ministry team, but previous to uh, my team going, uh, and I was with the Open Bible Churches. We had a group there who were a part of our men's ministry, and they were there building a church. And uh, the the leadership of the Open Bible Churches was very, very concerned about our men going there and uh, being injured somewhere because you're doing construction and being injured, and then having to have a, a, a go to a place to try to find care there in Africa when the AIDS situation was so severe. It was very much a concerning thing. And so uh, when President Bush, and I read this in, in one of the books that he wrote, his biography, he said that uh, if we don't go into some of these countries and, and help them, then they're going to turn to other people who will render them aid and then become a part of a, a political system that's designed to bring harm and not good. And so 
he his he was championing the fact that I remember this because I'm a conservative and I and I I'm very concerned about the the overall debt and I think that we're just getting too far out of the limb in our debt and so I I, I had that disagreement with the president over this because of the money but then I understood his point that here we are if we don't do something to be able to help the situations in these people's lives that they're going to become a part of the system that's going to be harmful to them and very much opposed to the life which we live here in America. So my thought is, what can we do to improve the conditions of life in these places to where people don't don't think, that, well, i got to leave here to have a more quality of life that they can have quality of life where they are and uh, I'm very much in favor of that and, I, I, and, and I'm not sure exactly how to go about doing it but I know this I have a Lord a Savior who knows the answers it's the Kingsman oh what a Savior right oh what a savior who gave his life's blood for you and for me and as he sees this situation there on the southern border between the united states and mexico and he sees the suffering he has compassion and that's where we should be as a church of the lord jesus christ we should be compassionate and if nothing else we need to be praying. We need to pray for those people who are charged with the responsibility of keeping order there on that border. That's a that's a that's a tedious tedious job, and uh, we need to pray for the people and uh, people who are there rendering aid. We need to pray for them and support them in any way that we can because they're doing a work of mercy, and there's people there who have needs, and uh, we care about humanity. Because we care because God cares. And God has put that in our heart. Let me remind you that uh, for us uh, Southern Gospel music lovers, you can join me on Saturday nights on 94.1 on your radio dial for the full hour of great Southern Gospel music, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with me, Pastor Jack King. We have a great time and we play the very, very best in Southern Gospel music on 94.1 Saturday nights, 7 o'clock. And you can also join me Monday through Friday there on 94.1 for the daily broadcast. It comes on at 11 o'clock. It is a daily teaching of the Word of God. We just take the Word of God and allow it to speak. And boy, does it speak with volume. <laughs> And also a reminder that you can find this broadcast on the podcast, show number 1013. Just, just type in Pastor Jack King at the, uh, on the podcast. It'll come up and you'll find a whole bunch of talk shows there to listen to and also a whole bunch of the daily broadcast on there as well. And if you're traveling someplace, just uh, plug up your device and uh, enjoy the music. We've been talking about the situation on this border. And 
We're seeing it from the perspective of humanity. People who are coming to America because they, they see hope because they're, they're living in a desperate place. And my prayer is that God would, would first of all, protect people, that we not have the loss of life, that, that God would give those who are in authority and making decisions wisdom and, and not make it a political thing, make it a humanity thing, that you care about people, people's lives, and that there not be people who lose their life as a result of all of this. Because, again, that very much uh, breaks my heart because I don't want to see anybody lose their lives and I want us to be the church. And the church is an uh, institution that says we have compassion for people because God so loved the world and if he so loved the world, which means the people, then we should have to be very much in line with that because, well, we just simply say this. If there's hope, it's got to have to be God. Garrett Pack at New River. Sing it, folks. Well, that's right. That's a final word here this morning on the Gospel on the Radio talk show, talking about this situation down on our border. It's going to have to be God. And I'll just leave it there with that, and we'll go to prayer. I thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to share my heart here today. And, Lord, we do pray. We pray for those who are rendering aid. We pray for the border guards. We pray, God, for these people. Lord, there be not be any loss of life. And Father, the things would be resolved and calm would come once again. And Lord, we do pray for America. We pray, God, for our churches and our pastors. We pray, God, for those who have tuned in today, Father. I pray for them. I pray for their families, Lord. And Father, we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And Father, all these things we pray in Jesus' name, and uh, to him be glory and praise. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.